This is The True World with Matthew Deagle. I'm your host, Matthew Deagle. I'm here to discuss the subliminal relationships between events, the symbolic connection between our thoughts and our behavior collectively, and also hidden aspects of history and the present. Uh, I follow the news every day and connect it to past events, uh, even going back to ancient history. I uh, draw connections between things through symbolism, through uh, suggestion, subconscious suggestion, and what Lauren Coleman refers to as the copycat effect, which is where uh, somebody will copy a crime, for example, committed by somebody else, even sometimes simultaneously because of collective subconscious influences. Uh, today, in the news, Coincidentally, I was just thinking about this yesterday. President Donald Trump announced on Saturday that he will unseal tens of thousands of never before seen documents on the assassination of former President JFK. A number of officials at various security agencies, however, are urging the president not to release some of the papers which are being held by the National Archives and Records Administration, according to the Washington Post. So that's the story today. The big story is JFK's assassination. And this coincidentally connects directly to some things that I've been researching recently, namely uh, the connection between the CIA and the mafia, which has been ongoing for several decades since the Cold War. Uh, and there's symbolic aspects of this because I see everything in the framework of creation. Uh, the correct term for it is creation in German, die Schöpfung, which uh, is uh, what people call God which is the collective of all consciousness, the universal consciousness. And it or she gives us uh, symbols by which to identify the nature of things, such as words, dates, numbers, and, and that sort of thing. Uh, and the mafia, symbolically, if I look at the word mafia, has the value of 666, as do words like gangster and thug and uh, other things that are related to this somewhat more controversially such as, for example, the, uh, the word Israel uh, is also related to this. And there's a reason for that as well. And I'll explain that later. But <clears throat> this connects all to JFK and his assassination. Now, as many know, JFK was Irish. May have, there's speculation he may have, his, some of his extended family had Irish mob connections. But there's a lot of evidence that the mafia was involved in his assassination. Several mafia henchmen came forward and gave con some conflicting information, possibly some of it disinformation. But uh, we know that the CIA did actually have a plan to assassinate Fidel Castro uh, with the mafia that the CIA actually released this, uh, uh, let's see, the CIA conspired with a Chicago gangster described as the chieftain of the Cosa Nostra and successor to Al Capone <clears throat> in a bungled 1960 attempt to assassinate Fidel Castro. So Castro was the leader of Cuba, the communist country in the Caribbean. And uh, according to classified documents published in 2007 under the Freedom of Information Act, uh, you can find those documents if you want yourself. Just search uh, Castro and um, just search for Castro CIA and you will find it on uh, freedominformationact.gov or foia.gov. Uh, so this is all uh, very well documented. 
Um, in a 702-page CIA dossier known as the Family Jewels, compiled at the behest of then-agency director James Schlesinger in 1973. Uh, these were, um, the purpose of this dossier was to identify all current and past CIA activities that conflict with the provisions of the National Security Act of 1947. So in other words, uh, basically illegal activities of the CIA. And among these, however, were discussions of domestic surveillance, kidnapping, infiltration of anti-war movements, and the bugging of leading journalists. Now, we know the FBI engaged in a lot of criminal activity at the time under uh, Hoover, but the CIA was possibly worse because of their, well, I mean, the FBI also had had uh, mafia informants, mob informants like Whitey Bulger. But in this case, uh, they actually made a plot in 1960, August 1960, to assassinate Castro with members of the mafia. Now, numerous uh, journalists have come up with information, with evidence showing a mafia connection to the assassination of JFK, um, which is curious because of the fact that they had the CIA had previously planned to use the mafia to assassinate Castro. Now, there's one guy who claims that the Castro administration was plotting to assassinate JFK, but this makes no sense to me because the Castro government was very unfriendly to the mafia and had no no validated mafia connections. Meanwhile, in the USA, there are numerous connections between the mafia and the government and criminal organizations. In, in particular, uh, the state of Israel is connected to numerous criminal organizations, as is our territory, I guess you could say, in Afghanistan. The entire country of Afghanistan is actually being used as an opium field, basically. It's the main industry there now. Uh, and that's technically organized crime. I mean, they're growing opium for illicit opium sales. So uh, there is definitely, I think, something going on here, which uh, God or creation is trying to tell us about with this coincidental leak uh, suggested by Donald Trump. He's announced it on his Twitter, but he hasn't actually leaked the documents yet. We'll see what they include and see if it confirms what I'm saying here, that the mafia was hired to take out a hit on JFK which is pretty bad when you, when you think about it. I mean, it suggests a high-level uh, mafia infiltration of the CIA. Uh, and then the FBI as well uh, had at least Whitey Bulger as an informant, but uh, the CIA seems to be in an even worse position with the mafia. Uh, I mean, having the president killed using the mafia. Now, the question is, where does all this come from? And that's why I say I connect everything back to ancient history. Uh, in order to give it a context. So you can look at the symbolic context of all of this. Like I said, mafia is a word that creation designates as 666, which has the meaning of things which are dangerous, uh, must be carefully selected from or eliminated. Um, and there's other things that have this meaning as well. <clears throat> well, the mafia, as well as the Israelis and the Pashtuns in Afghanistan all have a common origin as do North African gangsters uh, and pirates, Somali pirates. All of these have a common origin in ancient history from a people known as the Habiru. Uh, the Habiru, uh, it's not the same thing really as Hebrew, but it's uh, been confused with it uh, throughout time. The Habiru were uh, basically marauders, pirates, uh, raiders, and criminals. They were gangs of criminals. Uh, originally based in North Africa on the Mediterranean coast and in eastern Persia 
in what's now Afghanistan, uh, which is where the Pashtuns live in Afghanistan. Uh, genetic studies show that <clears throat> the ancestry of the Israelis is partially from the Pashtuns with a certain rare version of haplogroup G, which is a kind of Y chromosome, as well as R1A in a similar form to them. And their predominant haplogroup is E1, which is from North Africa, which shows that they arose through a mixture between these two different uh, groups. Now, what's curious, though, is that maternally they are very homogeneous uh, whereas paternally they contest, consist of these ancestries, which means that at some point they were taken captive, the females were taken captive by these Habiru, uh, giving whatever uh, cultural genetic ancestry would indicate this sort of, would, would result in this sort of behavior that we observe now. Uh, Sicilians, same thing, the Sicilian mafia originates from Carthaginians or Punics. Uh, the word Punic in ancient Rome meant a scoundrel, a pirate, that sort of thing. Uh, so this is an ancient culture uh, of criminals, which is somehow on some loose level so still affiliated with each other and still connected to this day and highly influential on USA foreign policy, the activities of the CIA, all sorts of stuff in the disguise of other things. Like, for example, Afghanistan sent a Pashtun academic over here. Khalilzad, who's a uh, very influential on Reagan and Carter's uh, Mujahideen support, for example. We supported the Mujahideen in Afghanistan under his suggestion and the naive co-suggestion of people like Brzezinski. But this guy is himself a Pashtun, uh, I think has uh, criminal connections with the Pashtuns. Uh, the Pashtun, see, the Pakistani mafia, same thing with Pakistan. The Pakistani mafia is also Pashtun. It's it's all run by Pashtuns. Most Pakistanis are Punjabi, right? They're actually Indians, uh, Muslim Indians. But the Pashtuns in the West and in Afghanistan are not Indians. They're Persians from this Habiru tribe, the same origin, actually, as the Israelis and these North African pirates, like the Barbary pirates uh, in, in Morocco, uh, the Berber pirates in Libya and Tunisia uh, and Algeria. And the thing is that all of these different groups come from the same ancient culture. And what's curious is right now what's going on in the world is bizarrely like a repetition of what happened during what's called a late Bronze Age collapse. When a bunch of these Habiru destroyed the Hittite Empire, destroyed numerous Phoenician cities, destroyed Persian cities, destroyed cities in Babylon, uh, all over the place, they destroyed pretty much all civilization in the Middle East by raiding and piracy and what you might call terrorism, very similar to what's going on with ISIS right now. In fact, ISIS is almost like time traveling back to the late Bronze Age uh, to see what these Habiru behaved like, because many of them were also uh, fanatics and criminals. And ISIS are the same thing. I mean, they're a combination between criminals and fanatics. So strangely enough, we see all these different groups connected through organized crime. Uh, like, for example, Israel is a, a major hub for human trafficking uh, and drugs uh, compared to its size. It's, I would say it's major. Uh, Israelis of one kind or other are involved in organized crime pretty much everywhere, like the Russian mafia, mostly Israelis, uh, the Jewish mob here, part of the National Crime Syndicate. Other than that, you have the Sicilian Mafia and the other Italian mobs 
who are also of Carthaginian ancestry, uh, similarly originate with the Hibiru, the Habiru, which is H-A-B-I-R-U, if you want to look it up, to see what ancient people thought of them. Uh, there's a record called the Amarna Letters, which discusses actually why the Habiru ended up in Israel, which is the uh, that they invaded Israel, uh, and the leader, uh, vassal of uh, an Egyptian, of the Egyptians who controlled Israel at the time, uh, in Jerusalem, Abdi Hebat wrote about how these Habiru were uh, plundering the land and taking over the region around what's called Shechem, which is now Samaria, the Samaritans. Um, <clears throat> so we know that the Habiru actually did invade Israel. We know genetically that the Israelis now are descended from Habiru. And we know that the same ancestry also applies in one form, the North African form, to the Italian Mafia, and in the uh, Persian form to the Afghan Pashtuns, uh, the ones in Pakistan. Now, Pakistan gets even worse than that because not only is Israel a nuclear-armed state that's involved in organized crime, but Pakistan as well is a nuclear-armed state, which has uh, hundreds of nuclear warheads and is also controlled by the Pashtun Mafia. Um, and this, uh, the, it gets more disturbing when you think about the fact that they are considered by numerous experts to be the number one state sponsor of terror, but they aren't even on our list of state sponsors of terror for some reason. They receive billions of dollars in aid just like the Israelis do from the American government. So <laughs> there's something going on here where you have the mafia killing JFK, you have mafia plots to kill Castro, you have mafia informants working in the FBI, and then the U.S. is giving billions of dollars in aid to two different mafia-controlled countries, Israel and Pakistan. And this is not a matter of religion, right? People are always talking about Islam or about Judaism. This is about the mafia, you see? It's about organized crime. They don't. The, the Israelis are friendly with the, pa the Pakistani mafia. They, they aren't friendly with Iran for some reason, but they are on pretty good terms with the Pashtuns. Uh, and the Pashtuns are right now growing tons of opium in Afghanistan and flooding the market with the Russian mafia, giving them uh, drugs to sell. Also the Turkish mafia, same thing, same origin. Turkish mafia, Turkey used to be the Hittite empire and the Hittite empire was taken over by the Habiru. So there are also the same people in Turkey, the Habiru. There are descendants of the exact same people from approximately 3,500 years ago, still involved in organized crime to this day. So it's very curious what's going on here. It's it's maybe it's genetic. Maybe it's because if you have ancestors that are psychopathic criminals, chances are it's going to at least occur more often in your population than usual. But uh, <clears throat> this is the facts. I mean, Pakistan, look it up. Pakistan is controlled by the Pashtun Mafia. The, the Pakistanis actually aggressed against Afghanistan when they were removing Pashtuns from power. They want to make sure Pashtuns are always in power there. The majority of Pakistanis have no say in their government. The government's actually a crypto government, a military regime run by the ISI, the Pakistani version of the KGB, basically, or the CIA. And that ISI actually has a wing called the S-Wing, ISIS, or ISIS, basically. It's, it looks just like ISIS. I don't know what connection there is there besides subliminal. But uh, because, as I said, God or creation shows us connections between things through words and symbols. But the ISIS has been implicated in training terrorists, harboring terrorists. You'll recall that it was actually in Pakistan that Osama bin Laden was hiding out. 
And uh, what happened there is that the U.S. Uh, made a deal with the Pakistani ISI, with the Pashtun Mafia, basically, bribed them and found out his location by giving them money because they were being given money by the Saudis, right? The Saudis were paying to have bin Laden harbored in Pakistan. The U.S. then uh, forked over some money to the Pakistanis to try to get them to relate, to reveal bin Laden's location. And when they did it, it was all just a big show, really. I mean, they didn't uh, have to search for him or anything because they knew he was in Pakistan. And they still know to this day that Pakistan harbored bin Laden Pakistan trains terrorists. Pakistan's a military dictatorship in the disguise of a, a democracy run by the mafia. They know all this, but they still give them billions of dollars in aid every year. So you have to wonder what's going on here. Uh, then Afghanistan, you know, the U.S. invaded Afghanistan and, all right, we got rid of the Taliban. They were nuts. They were the original ISIS. But in place of the Taliban now, it's the Pakistani mafia, basically. It's the Pashtun mafia getting everybody to grow uh, opium. To, to fill their coffers with criminal criminal income. And who knows who's investing in that? I think there's probably a connection to the Israelis because they're involved in organized crime everywhere. I mean, it's astonishing. The, the Israelis, how many Israelis are there in the world? Like maybe 13 to 15 million. But then there's an Israeli mafia in Russia. There's an Israeli mafia here. There's Israeli mafiosos pretty much everywhere. That must mean that like 1% of the Israelis are involved, of, of adult Israeli men are involved in organized crime which is astonishing. Uh, same thing with the Pashtuns. Their entire country of Afghanistan is, is organized crime. Their, uh, their income mostly comes from opium. And then, of course, same thing with North Africa. There's tons of human trafficking there. Uh, and these terrorists are all coming from there, too. So makes you wonder uh, what's really going on here. I think what it is is partly collective subconscious because if people are of a certain mentality, that is, they come from a criminal culture, and a criminal ancestry, they are more likely to engage in organized crime. Also suspicious here is that the mafia in Italy, you can look this up as well, New York Times and uh, had an article about it, that the mafia is actually running refugee camps in Italy right now, and therefore they are helping refugees get into Italy, using the camps uh, to, uh, to, to recruit drug dealers and using the camps to smuggle things as well, supposedly. Human trafficking is also involved. Uh, but the mafia, for whatever motive, is actually running refugee camps right now and bringing these North African refugees into Europe. So there's, this is pretty fishy overall, isn't it? It's pretty much the late Bronze Age collapse all over again, which, as I said, was the collapse of civilization in the Middle East and was mostly the result of the behavior of the Habiru, uh, in Egypt, they were called the Apiru, uh, similar. It's just the Egyptian word for the same thing. And uh, partly the origin of where we get the word Hebrew from, but it's not really accurate because we use that to mean like a Canaanite language. Uh, this refers to a much broader kind of international band of criminals and misfits. But uh, in ancient Egypt, they considered the Habiru to be worshippers of the god Set. Now, Set was the god of the desert god of storms, chaos, criminality, uh, killing. And um, when the Habiru took over Lower Egypt, they were called the Hyksos. The Hyksos uh, declared themselves the rulers of Egypt, enslaved the Egyptians. This is something else as well. I mean, the Bible is not a reliable uh, document in many respects. And <clears throat> there's no evidence at all that the Hebrews were ever 
slaves in Egypt. It's the other way around. The Habiru or Hyksos actually enslaved the Egyptians and uh, declared themselves the new pharaohs, among whom was were two pharaohs named Apophis. And Apophis was the Egyptian devil. So why would, an, why would a pharaoh name himself after the god of evil, the serpent? Uh, it shows you their culture, really. And there's just so much to this, but uh, that's what's going on now. So that's what I'm talking about here is I want to put things in a context of the overall trend of things. That's why I call this the true world. Uh, it shows you the holistic connection between everything and spanning over many millennia. Uh, how, thing, how events now connect to events in the past uh, through the subconscious and through culture. Uh, for example, the Crimea affair in 2014. Crimea was a key place in the Trojan War. And the Trojan War, historically, was actually an act of the Habiru. They called themselves Neo-Hittites, or we call them Neo-Hittites. They uh, took over the Hittite Empire first, <clears throat> destroyed their social organization, and broke it up into numerous city-states controlled by terrorists. Then these terrorists in Turkey, or the Hittite Empire, went to the west of Turkey and attacked Troy. That's actually what the Trojan War was. It wasn't the Greeks. It was these Neo-Hittites who then went on to become part of the Greek population. So <clears throat> everything going on now, since 2014 especially, connects to these ancient Habiru, uh, which we know as the Hebrews or the Apiru, uh, whatever, the Israelis, the Pashtuns, Bear Bears, but the... Uh, uh, including that, including the, uh, the possibility of a war with Russia uh, due to the uh, attempt of the separatists in Crimea and the uh, Ukrainian revolution. All of this connecting to these, this, this uh, international band of, of organized criminals who then may well have been involved in the assassination of JFK. If you look at, uh, for example, JFK... Um, the mafia conspiracy theories, right? Um, <clears throat> mafia figures like Sam Giancana, John Rosselli, Carlos Prio, Jimmy Hoffa, Charles Nicoletti, etc., are connected, uh, were, were murdered, right, to prevent them from re revealing their knowledge about uh, JFK, supposedly. Um, the guy who shot Oswald, though, all right, how about this? <clears throat> the guy who shot Oswald, Jack Rubenstein, was an Israeli, but he was also an Israeli in the Jewish mob with connections to the Italian mafia uh, in New Orleans. So uh, that shows, in fact, Carlos Marcello was the particular mob boss in New Orleans that he was connected to. Um, I, so we have Oswald, the guy who shot JFK, being shot before he could tell, I guess, by uh, a Jewish mobster, Habiru, connected to the Italian mafia. <clears throat> now, I think a lot of this stuff, I mean, some of it is conspiratorial, obviously. This is a conspiracy right here. Some of it is subconscious and cultural. If you're a culture of criminality, like uh, the Pashtuns or the Israelis, you synchronize with this mentality and with this stored up collective subconscious tendency to destroy civilization, which is what the ancient Habiru did. Uh, same thing with these North African terrorists. You look at, um, in Germany right now, 
the police in in uh, Cologne or Cologne have a term for uh, North African sexual offenders in particular called a NAFRI, North African uh, Intensive, uh, something like that, uh, Intensive uh, Teta or something like that. And the uh, it really just means North African. And it's because so many of these rapists uh, during the New Year's Day attack in 2015, 2016, were North African, that they had to invent this term to describe a particular group of people that are prone to doing this. And it's people who are descended from the Habiru. Not, it's not so, there are other people who are copycatting, right? There's a copycat effect involved, but most of the, uh, most of the attacks were by North Africans. And some of them by also by Pashtun Afghans. In Britain, there was a, a sex crime ring, uh, a sex slavery ring, prostitution in Rochdale, Manchester, Greater Manchester. And this was also run by the Pashtun Mafia. These were also Pashtun Pakistanis. So people are thinking about what's going on right now as some kind of war between Christianity and Islam, or between the West and terrorism, or between modern culture and traditional culture. That's not what it is. It's just organized criminals of any particular race or nationality or religion that are corrupting and destroying society. And I mean, there are Israeli organized criminals. Israel's full of organized crime. There are Pashtun organized criminals. There are Italian organized criminals that get their funerals done by the Roman Catholic Church. And these North Africans, same thing. It's organized crime. They're just taking advantage of the refugee situation to commit crime. And I think a major factor in this is that our government, the U.S., is infiltrated by the mafia, by organized crime, not just the Italian mafia, but the entire national and international crime syndicate through the CIA. Uh, as you can see with things like their plan to assassinate Castro using the mafia, their protection of mafia informants in both the CIA and FBI, their uh, and their apparent assassination of the president using the mafia. <clears throat> now, let's just see what comes out with this Trump document stuff. People are telling him not to release it, but man, this stuff can go very high uh, in our hierarchy here in the U.S. That's what a lot of people don't realize about America is that America has had organized crime out of control since the beginning, really, but especially since the Cold War. Uh, and these organized criminals are the reason why a lot of the stuff we do around the world goes to hell, like Afghanistan, for example, or Iraq. The reason Iraq went to hell isn't just because Obama took troops out of Iraq. It's because of the Pakistani ISI hiring terrorists, training terrorists, uh, paying terrorists and uh, giving them weapons. We don't even talk about Pakistan. We just talk about Iraq, Syria, Egypt, Sudan, whatever. We don't talk about Pakistan, but Pakistan is the only nuclear armed country that, that supplies terrorists with weapons. As far as I know, I mean, it's just Pakistan. And then Pakistan is controlled by the Pashtun mafia. Then we have the Israelis, right? The Israelis are at some kind of cold war with the Persians in Iran. And the Israelis also are a country controlled by organized criminals. It's just the way it is. You, know, you look at Israel's operations around the world, and their connections, it's like the Russian mafia, the Jewish mob, various other organized crime groups, uh, criminal organizations that are involved in Hollywood, etc. Uh, so 
people have to look at things objectively and not see things through the lens of like Judeo-Christian world versus Islam or uh, or whatever. They have to see things in a more the, the objective lens is that it's it's crime, right? This is the problem is crime. The problem is that criminals in Pakistan supply terrorists. Criminals in Pakistan in the ISIS support ISIS apparently, and. Uh, Criminals in Israel are waging war with the Shiites, so presumably also supporting Sunni terrorists. Then we have the uh, criminals in the U.S. all over the world, the CIA criminals doing stuff like turning Afghanistan into an opium field. Um, all of which is fact. You can you can look it up yourself. Afghanistan's opium production soared after the U.S. invaded. It's because we removed the Taliban. Now, I mean, there's there's other stupid things going on too. Like the UN actually had tried to use the Taliban to cut down on opium production in Afghanistan. And what did they do? They just started torturing and killing people. So the United Nations isn't exactly innocent either. But uh, I think it was just stupidity on their behalf and not organized crime. <clears throat> Usually, with the UN, it's just that they're naive and unrealistic because they they don't think logically. The U.S., though, most of the time with the U.S., when we do stuff and it seems like a mistake, it seems to me like most of the time it's sabotaged by organized criminals. And uh, that's what Iraq was with all these guys profiteering on the oil and investing corruptly in their own companies like John Ashcroft, you know. Then we have these, uh, same thing with the Pakistanis. And look, the Iraq war and the Afghanistan war were actually inspired mostly by think tanks, which have a disproportionate number of Israelis in them, and which also have uh, include key people who are themselves Pashtun mafia, like Khalilzad. Now, what's strange about this guy is that he's a Pashtun mafioso by his actions, his ideology, but he's some kind of double agent because the guy's wife is like a feminist academic. He's involved in all these. He's involved in like Constellus, the private military mercenary group that don't call themselves mercenaries but are. He's involved in foreign policy think tanks, involved in Brzezinski. And the guy is connected to the Pakistani ISI. I mean, this is, this is what's going on here in the U.S. The U, you look at uh, things like foreign policy initiative. It used to be called Project for the New American Century, you know, full of Israelis and this Pashtun guy. And then you look at what their plans are. They, their perspective on Pakistan is we should just keep giving them aid and not destabilize the country, even though the country is controlled by the mafia, which makes no sense. Because if a country is controlled by the mafia and you want a revolution, then you need to have economic instability for there to be a revolution. Civil wars and economic revol revolutions only ever happen because people are poor or having economic trouble. So they want Pakistan to stay strong. Question is, why would these criminals in the U.S. want Pakistan to stay strong? I think the answer is because Pakistan is allied with China. China is also supplying them with weapons. And they want China and Pakistan to ally with the U.S. against Russia in a world war. That's just how stupid they are. So uh, <clears throat> this is what's going on. And it's mostly the key people involved all over the place are these Habiru or uh, various forms of this organized criminal gang that started out 3,500 years ago in the Middle East and is still all over the place. And uh, it's a culture, right? A culture of criminality. 
I mean, I, I, I'm just going to let just let off any of the political correctness stuff. It's just it has nothing to do with like uh, Islam. It's just because I mean, you for example, like in Pakistan, whenever somebody comes into power that has a Sharia perspective of things, they ban things like opium and try to cut down on drugs. But the Pashtuns don't follow Sharia, right? People talk about Sharia. The Pashtuns don't follow Islam. They follow Pashtun Wali, which is their own like criminal code. <laughs> and in, in Pashtun Wali, there's no ban. There's, there's nothing uh, against committing crimes like that. Same thing with these bear bears. They have their own criminal code as well. Uh, the Israelis too. I mean, the Talmud basically. Talmud is a big co compilation of all sorts of stuff. But in the Talmud, there's tons of stuff condoning crime. Same thing, criminal code. It's not really a, a religious document per se. It's a mixture between like mysticism and and criminal stuff. And same thing with uh, <clears throat> that's something else I want to explain here. It's like people think about say the Israelis or the Jews as being one, like some mystical people who are the chosen ones of God or whatever. But a reason for this is that in the Middle Ages in Europe, <clears throat> in the Middle Ages in Europe, the Christian Church controlled everything. So anything heretical, any heretical mysticism was illegal. And really what the Israelis or the so-called Jews are overall is a criminal culture, which was involved in any kind of crime in general. So as a result, one of the kinds of crime they committed was religious crime or heresy. Consequently, things like Kabbalah and mysticism and stuff like that ended up in the Jewish culture. But that is by no means the entire thing or what predominates overall uh what overall is just any kind of crime really any kind of organized crime prostitution human trafficking drugs um, any kind of violent crime war agitation the israelis do it all any crime so really what they are is just a criminal culture in which there is a subculture of mysticism which is what people get mistaken about it's kind of like uh you know gypsies or something like that like gypsies might have a fortune teller but it doesn't mean that gypsies in general are all mystical people and chosen people of god or something like that it just means that there's a couple people who do that as a living and the rest of them are thieves which is the same thing with the israelis pretty much uh i mean apart from that they've kind of more cultivated over time and there's a lot of like mad scientists and stuff like that but uh, that's what the Israelis are, just like the Pashtuns over in Afghanistan are the same thing. They were originally bands of thieves that were kicked out of the Persian Empire and developed into a culture with a criminal code of law, Pashtun Wali. So criminal uh, Persians in Afghanistan, one of, one of the actual ancestors of the Israelis, and then criminals from Egypt that were kicked out of Egypt, which we call the Bear Bears, right? They were... Uh, uh, also Habiru, another major source of the Israelis. And then these two different groups and the Israelis altogether are involved in all this stuff, involved in war agitations, attempts to start a war with Russia, war profiteering, drug smuggling, human trafficking, any crime whatsoever. And that's why I think this JFK thing is pertinent right now, because we see an Irish president was shot dead by the mafia under the order of the CIA in a country where just recently President Truman, who, by the way, Truman himself, he was not a good guy. He rose to power by association with the Irish mob. That's, that's how he got in power. He became vice president uh, by following a political career in the Irish mob, which uh, 
you know, I don't think that that's a good indication of character right there. But curiously enough, in, in regard to this international crime syndicate, which of course involves the Irish mob, uh, what did Truman do once he became president? He uh, established the state of Israel. And the state of Israel is just basically a sovereign state for organized criminals. It's not really a, a, a lawful country. Same thing with any of these countries like Pakistan. I mean, there's a democratic government, but the thing is the democratic government doesn't run the actual Israeli state, just like the Pakistanis don't. Everything's run by the military. And the military are run by the mafia. It's the exact same thing in Israel. So it's just a disguise to make the people in these countries or the United Nations or somebody else think these countries are democratic and are up to snuff in regard to their human rights or whatever, whatever it is that these people talk about. I mean, the United Nations are so naive. I don't even know, know what it is that they think about these countries. But Pakistan is known to be run by the mafia. Israel's run by the mafia as well, just by different mafias, right? There's the Pashtun mafia, the Jewish mob runs Israel, and then the Italian mafia. God, how much power do they have in Italy? It's out of control. Same thing. I mean, the, the Italians are, uh, they, they do nothing about the Italian mafia, which suggests that they run things there. The Catholic Church gives them big pageant funerals, and they have international criminals all over the all over the entire planet. They have criminals in the U.S. based in Sicily or based in American descendants of Sicily. Uh, so that's what these places are. I mean, that's the problem, organized crime. North Africa, exact same thing. And they are all they all come from the exact same uh, ancient traditional like dens of thieves or ancient traditional uh, I guess you could say traditional very ancient thief populations or bandit populations like Afghanistan was these uh, mountains and caves in which bandits used to hide out in ancient Persia uh, Israel they were originally bandits from Persia that invaded the Hittite Empire combining with bandits from Egypt, which invaded Canaan or Israel. And what they did is they uh, they uh, took the original inhabitants of Canaan as captives and had children with them. So in other words, the Israelis right now are like half Canaanite and half these sorts of like Habiru people because most of their paternal ancestry or father ancestry, like, like three, two thirds of it or more is from the Habiru. Whereas the other third or so is from the original population of Canaan. Uh, and that's why there's so much criminal activity in Israel and, and there's why there's a Jewish mob. Same reason why there's a Sicilian mob is that there's some genetic element to this and a, and a cultural element. It's a combination between genetics and culture, which causes a higher percentage of people in Israel or in Sicily or in Afghanistan to be criminals than usual. Um, and people always think about like they think about what types of populations are associated with crime, but they're looking at numbers and not looking at percentages. Like there's a lot of black criminals in the U.S. because of things like poverty, whatever. But it's a much smaller percentage of overall the overall population of blacks. And organized crime is much less organized, even though there are, of course, huge gangs of blacks than it is with these people like the Pashtuns. Uh, I mean, there's no black gang that has nuclear weapons, for example, but the Israelis and the Pashtuns both have nuclear weapons. And you don't see, like, there's not some, like, uh, blood or something sitting over there running drug smuggling into Europe. That's, that's an Israeli. 
So, I mean, the, the, the people aren't thinking realistically about this. And the U.S., I mean, the U.S. calls itself a police state, but we, we aren't even, what do we police? We just police, like, blacks and, and poor people, basically. We don't really police this stuff. We can't be a police state if we're actually infiltrated by organized criminals. It's just not possible. If we're, if everywhere we go, like Afghanistan, Iraq, Israel, whatever, is controlled by organized criminals because of our association with them, then we're not world police at all. We're world, we're an international crime syndicate or an aid to them, which is what I think the US, uh, the CIA at least really is. The problem is that the CIA is the unofficial oversightless government of the US and is you know, like I said, since since back in 1960 and maybe earlier than that, has all these deals with the mafia. And then the Israelis are the same thing. They're also a big mafia. Uh, I mean, uh, it's just out of control. So you, you wonder what's going on in the world right now with all this terrorism and drugs and, and, and needless wars. It's very simple. It's just these it's just organized crime. And until people root out organized crime, this stuff's going to continue. But uh, it's it's not really a matter of like Islam or Sunnism or Shiism or even Judaism per se, because like I said, Judaism contains a mystical element of it, but it's not the overall culture, right? There's a culture of criminality overall in which like heretical mysticism and fortune telling and astrology and stuff like that's included. But uh, Overall, you know, it's like a mixture between that sort of stuff, like mysticism and this kind of like criminal code, like the Pashtun Mali, a kind of thieves code, which is pretty evident if you read, uh, you know, commentaries and Talmud and so forth. It's it's all a lot of it uh, tells you to like commit crimes in foreign cities and, you know, it tells you that it's OK to rob non-Jews, etc. It's because that comes from the criminal culture of the Habiru. That's the reason why. And it's the exact same thing with the Pashtuns and the Sicilians. They all have their own kind of law and their own secret religion, semi-secret religion. <clears throat> Pashtun Mali is the exact same way. They all they believe in retribution by blood, and uh, they think any crime can be committed if uh, really any crime whatsoever is condoned by Pashtun Mali, just so long as it isn't against the tribal honor or whatever. The same thing with the Israelis. Like any crime is permissible so long as it's done in the right context, which is a criminal code, right? That's how criminals create criminal organizations is they create a kind of law or code of conduct, right? What's correct behavior for criminals so that they don't just break apart into individual small criminal bands and stay together as one big criminal organization with some kind of respect, which is uh, what these things are. Problem is that this stuff may be organized, but it's criminal. And the criminal side of it means that they'll do anything. <laughs> they'll, they'll make money on opium. They'll sell arms to terrorists. They'll, like the Pakistanis do, they sell arms to terrorists and ISIS. They sell arms to terrorists and, and the Taliban and Al-Qaeda. They housed bin Laden just by being, I mean, that shows their mentality right there. Saudi Arabia paid them. And that's all it took. That's what criminals think like. You pay them and they house the most wanted terrorist in the world, which is what, that's what I'm not saying Pakistanis are like this, right? The Pashtuns are. They're they're the ones who are descended from Persian criminals. Most Pakistanis are 
Punjabi, so they're Hindus originally, and now they're Muslims. They're just Indians. Um, <clears throat> but these Pashtuns, right, they have a different culture. They aren't normal Sunni Muslims. So that's something people really aren't getting here, is they're thinking like, oh, all Sunni Muslims are trying to take over the world with Sharia. That's just not so. Sunni Muslims who follow Sharia are like probably the most fanatically moralistic people there are. But the uh, uh, the Pashtuns and the Israelis and people like that are the exact opposite. <laughs> they are the exact opposite. So they call themselves Sunnis, but they have a different religion, really, the Pashtun Wali. Uh, and there are other groups like that all over the place, too. But you can certainly see that this connects to the mafia infiltration of the CIA over here, because that's what is behind our failure in Afghanistan and Iraq, is that we participate with these various criminal organizations, like Pakistan. Like if I look up right now, let's see, USA to Pakistan. I mean, Pakistan is a nuclear-armed, terrorist-supporting country run by the mafia. And yet, how much aid does the U.S. give to Pakistan? $3.5 billion in 2011. But we've reduced our aid suspiciously down to only $1 billion in 2016. Now, it's still ridiculous. $1 billion in aid to Pakistan. And you want to know why we, redu we reduced our aid, by the way? Because the Chinese increased their aid. That's why. We only reduced our aid to Pakistan because the Chinese are giving them weapons and helicopters and all sorts of stuff and building uh, a pipeline or something like that. They're building a bunch of stuff for the Pakistanis. And, I mean, that's something else here besides organized crime. The other thing that's really behind world events is these three countries that want to take over the world. And can you guess what they are? China, Russia, and the U.S., especially the U.S., like the European Union is all being manipulated by the U.S. through Angela Merkel. Uh, U.S. probably incited that, uh, that that thing in Catalonia recently. That's probably the CIA uh, using psychological manipulation. Uh, Russia supposedly interfered in the U.S. election. I, I don't really buy it myself. There's not really much evidence of it, but it's possible. If they did, it might have just been self-defense because Hillary Clinton was going to go to war with them. But <laughs> who knows? This stuff's out of control, too. So there's two different things that are really screwing us worldwide, which is organized crime, which is mainly right. I'm saying the, there's lots of organized crime. There's lots of thugs and there's lots of, you know, bloods and crips and stuff like that. There's lots of Irish mob. But the real big time organized crime is the Pakistanis, the Pashtuns, right? Afghanistan and Pakistan, the Israelis and the Sicilian Mafia, the Italian Mafia. Uh, the other ones are relative, I, mean, I guess the triads in China as well are pretty big, but uh, the, the big ones that have like nuclear weapons and giant militaries and agitate wars and stuff like that, that's the Israelis and the Pakistanis. And I guess the Mafia as well. I mean, it's, it's worse than you think. It's not just like a bunch of guys selling drugs or extorting people or engaging in illegal gambling or something like that. It's uh, it's a lot worse than that. It's like profiteering on wars by starting wars on purpose. You know, financing and arming terrorists. And so besides that, right, that's the big thing. That's the worst. Second worst thing is the power hungry behavior of the USA, China and Russia. Which is uh, also disturbing world peace very severely. And that's the reason why you have so many uh, refugees right now in Europe is because of the criminal activities of the 
Israelis and uh, Pakistanis uh, in the Middle East. Reason why you have so much, uh, so many flooding into Europe at all is because of Angela Merkel. Angela Merkel is an agent of the U.S. She's being manipulated by the U.S. so they can control the European Union. And the EU itself was set up by an American uh, group, the so-called Bilderberg Conference, which is actually just a front for the American society. Maybe I'll get into that later, but the America itself has been guided for centuries and from the very beginning by a secret society, which has various fronts like the Roundtable Group and so forth, and has been pushing for internationalism and multiculturalism and mass immigration and whatever they call it, freedom, democracy. It's just a bunch of BS. They want totalitarianism, really. Um, that's what the European Union is right there. The European Union is a uh, an attempt to create a United States of Europe. And so they're trying to manipulate it using key figures like Merkel. Um, <clears throat> this Catalonia secession benefits the CIA more than anybody else. So I say it's probably them because the... Uh, government responded with uh, absurdity just beating people for trying to vote uh, yet if Catalonia secedes like Scotland uh, devolved its parliaments in Britain that breaks up a potential exeter of the European Union so Spain I think they project is going to try to leave the European Union just like the British did and they want it to be broken up and weakened uh, that kind of stuff's going on all over the place. And the number one culprit is the CIA. It's mostly our CIA. The same people who participate, cooperate with these organized criminals. So the U.S. is almost a combination of both of these factors, the organized crime and the megalomania and attempt at world domination. Uh, you can forget about all this stuff about whatever democracy, freedom, multiculturalism, tolerance. It's just a bunch of lies. It has nothing to do with what they're doing. They just want power. And they want more than that. They want riches and, and the spoils of battle. They want uh, – they don't care how many people die. Uh, look at all the wars they start. But uh, that's what the, what's actually in control because we're not smart enough – to take power from these people. We just let the mafia, the Israelis do whatever they want. The Pakistanis, we, we hardly even pay attention to Pakistan, even though they're the ones who had bin Laden. They're the ones with the nuclear weapons and they're the ones who are threatening India. I mean, I think honestly, the US, there are people in the US who have the most insane plans in the long term. They want uh, a war with China and Pakistan against India and Russia. <laughs> I think they really do. Uh, God, I mean, this stuff is out of control, but it all traces back to a few simple things like deceptions, false, uh, heretical, uh, religious teachings that are supposedly the same thing as their religion in general, but actually aren't like these elements of the Talmud or Pashtun Wali, uh, as well as the Sicilian mafia code. I mean, they're supposedly Catholics, but, uh, they get funerals from the Catholic clergy, but they... What are they? I mean, they kill people, they beat people, they break people's knees. <laughs> I don't think that's uh, the usual Catholic, but uh, maybe maybe in Italy, I don't, uh, the Vatican, I don't know. But uh, this stuff is uh, the problem is we're being told to tolerate everybody, right? Everything, not just the average person, but these criminals that are not following the same teachings at all. 
And then multiculturalism. I mean, that is just a bad idea. What's going on right now in Europe? Uh, people are not getting along. And it's going to result in either uh, riots, uh, civil war, uh, something like fascism again in some places like Spain. It's not a good idea. But the U.S. pushes for it because the U.S. There, see, there, there are two different kinds of people here. There's delusional people like these academics in the U.S., like uh, Carol Quigley type people. They're just delusional, just very stupid. The United Nations is full of people like that. On the other hand, you have people like these mafiosos who just don't care. They're just uh, criminals with no conscience. And so you have a mixture of those two elements. I, I'd say that's pretty much what, like, say, the state of Israel consists of. It's like naive people who believe in Zionism or whatever. And then you have these criminals that run everything. Same thing with the U.S. Like, U.S. is uh, a bunch of naive people that believe, that, that don't even pay attention to the fact the CIA is an ulterior government with its own powers that doesn't even obey the president, that tries to slander him and remove him from office, like we saw. Like, I don't, I'm not a huge fan of Trump, but he's, it's, I'm neutral because, I mean, he was elected, right? I'm neutral about, uh, <clears throat> about presidents. And he's, got, you know, he's not 100% bad. He's got some good positions on things like he wants to make peace with Russia. He wants to be to, to root out terrorism and he wants to try to protect people from terrorism. But uh, I don't I don't I don't agree with this position on the environment. I think his environmental positions are terrible. But at the same time, the idea that you should have the CIA with all these mafia connections trying to say that they're enforcing a rule of law. It's absurd. I mean, this, the CIA can't tell us about any laws because they're criminals. Same thing with uh, the Edward Snowden case. Like Snowden was, uh, they're calling for his execution, like Mike Pompeo, current director of the CIA, calling for execution of Edward Snowden. Uh, when uh, and, and speaking about non-state actors, I mean, <laughs> he calls WikiLeaks a non-state actor, like it's an intelligence agency. But the CIA cooperates with non-state actors that aren't just non-state, but are criminal organizations. The CIA cooperates with the Pashtun Mafia over in Afghanistan. I mean, that's just just like psychotic to say something like that in that context. He must just be a huge liar, honestly, because he knows. He knows that the U.S. participates with, cooperates with the Mafia, cooperates with the Pashtuns, cooperates with the Israelis and all their criminal arms deals and war agitations. He's just full of it. But just don't listen. When, when people from the CIA say anything like that, I mean, the CIA consists of a lot of naive people as well, like Miracle. But uh, at the top, it's criminals. I mean, the people are they're totally unscrupulous. If they, had, if they had anything to do with the rule of law, like they claim, they wouldn't be cooperating with the Pashtun Mafia. They would be doing something else because there's always a better option than that. Um, but uh, it's the same thing with, uh, with I mean, even the FBI, of course, look at, look at Hoover. FBI is supposed to be investigating this sort of stuff, and they aren't, so there must be some corruption going on there. Uh, and you'll note that if you look it up, the inspector general that investigates the FBI is an Israeli. The inspector general that investigates the Department of Defense is an Israeli. Both of them are Israelis. So that's kind of convenient, I think, if the two guys who were in charge of investigating corruption in the FBI and the Department of Defense are Israelis. It's pretty convenient for 
mafia-run country like Israel. Just like it's convenient to have Khalil's on in these uh, think tanks and, and uh, as, as an advisor to Constellus. Now, Constellus, if you want to know what Constellus is, this is a private military contractor formerly called Blackwater. They absorb Blackwater into themselves. And they were actually in Crimea in 2014. I don't. I never heard anything about an, uh, an order from Obama to, to go to Crimea and fight separatists. But Constellus was there fighting separatists along with the CIA and FBI, which is in accordance with these think tanks and with these Pashtuns and Israelis, these mobsters. But I don't even think Obama ordered it. And why were they? Why why did they have uh, special forces and private mercenaries in that location at all? It's just insane given the possible consequences of war with Russia. But that's what they did. And an advisor to Constellus is none other than Khalil Zad, this Pashtun criminal. Uh, it's just disgusting. This country is just disgusting at this point. Um, I, I don't mind the actual, I mean, the official government's corrupt, but I'm talking about the CIA. The CIA is disgusting. Uh, the behavior of these think tanks and these mafiosos is just unbelievable just unprecedented how, how corrupt this is except maybe like i don't know late ancient rome other civilizations that they were about to collapse perhaps uh, in general you have this level of criminality and you're doomed so unless you do something about it like unless trump does something about it then we are not in a good situation here with these criminals in power the uh real problem here is that we have made the wrong friends. We have decided to make friends with people like the Israelis and okay, sure. Uh, people like the Israelis and the Pashtuns in Afghanistan, we didn't make the right friends. We could have made better friends than that in the Middle East, for example. Uh, look, I mean, people talk about Russia supporting uh, Assad. Assad's pretty bad, but he's not as bad as the Pakistanis, not even close. Yet we are friends with Pakistan more than Russia is by far. We're the ones who give them a billion dollars in aid a year. And we are totally against Assad and against Iran, which makes no sense. It just makes no logical sense, except for the fact that we are manipulated by these organized criminals. I'm not saying Iran's good. Iran under the Ayatollah was horrible. But in comparison to organized crime, I mean, it's still better than that. Uh, Iran was comparable to like the Catholic Church during the Inquisition at that time. Very, very sadistic and, and out of their minds. But Pakistan is run by criminals. Israel's run by criminals. Uh, and the CIA is, is full of these people. So I'd say I'd choose religious fanatics over criminals any day. Uh, unfortunately, we don't even do that. We kind of ostracize the religious fanatics in the Middle East and we support the criminals, except for, of course, Saudi Arabia, but I guess they're kind of in between themselves because they paid to have bin Laden housed in Pakistan, so I guess they're kind of a mob themselves. Um, Iraq, we give like, what, a fifth as much aid to Iraq as to Pakistan. But Iraq is the one that needs aid. It makes no sense. So why do we go give so little aid to Iraq that's fighting ISIS, that's got a bunch of poor people and uh, chaos since we left and then we give tons of aid to Pakistan with their giant military <clears throat> uh, 
makes you think. I just want people to think about this stuff uh, objectively. Well, Bill, Bill, are you there? I am indeed. Uh, yeah, I've been putting up uh, discussions of some of the top Nutrimeds from Nutramedical.com on the show today and also uh, put out a uh, mass uh, kind of update of what the shows were this last week on the Nutramedical Report on Genesis Ooh. Network, 2 to 5 Central, 3 to 6 Eastern. So how was, right, your well, show, how was your show so far, Matt? I understand I, uh, that you had a pretty, I'm sure you do a very thorough job of reviewing any topic you cover. Uh, to today, I just got onto the topic of organized crime and the International Organized Crime Syndicate um, in relation to this, the assassination of JFK, because the assassination of JFK, Donald Trump is going to release some documents on this, and I suspect it might reveal more about the involvement of the mafia, which the CIA hired to assassinate JFK. Yeah, um, and uh, and of course, you know, there were a number of other parties are involved from my sources, which include uh, a number of other authors that have written books over well, the last uh, number of years. There were other parties involved, including uh, the Israeli Mossad uh, and uh, financial interests. Well, I think it was the Jewish mob. I mean, look, we, we don't have to discuss that. I already discussed it the last oh, time. Yeah, okay, you cool. Discuss so, some your, you, you want to discuss some of, your vitamin, some of your vitamins, right? Right, okay. I just I know you thoroughly covered it. Well, basically, what people have to understand is that there's three parts to healthcare. Uh, you need to have kind of daily health care, which is we call uh, health of primary care. And there's a, the best model is one that they have now at Topeka, Kansas, where it's $40 for an adult and 20 for a child. That's things like coughs and colds and broken bones and simple things. And then uh, they need to have catastrophic care. And if they had proper competition, you can get really uh, uh, inexpensive catastrophic care for all Americans. And the third step is preventive care. And I've worked with Dr. Ron Klatz in the Academy of Anti-Aging Medicine framing a, an idea that Every six months, people should have metabolic testing uh, and then functionally take nutrients to jump any gene defects or toxins or deficiencies they have. Now, our Nutrameds are very unique. Uh, that's over at Nutramedical.com. Uh, the phone number to call for orders is 888-212-8871. But the Nutrameds are very unique because they're doctor-designed by, by myself or my colleagues uh, together in, in a very medically, scientifically valid and artistic fashion. And they're backed by test kits, which I can send to you. We even have test uh, quantum test sites where we can use quantum physics to actually test you with the quantitative resonant magnetic analysis and the Matapathia Hunter test device developed by the Russian Academy of Sciences for their cosmonaut program. And when we do uh, the quantum testing, it narrows the actual physical testing with imaging study and blood by 95%. We don't have to do that. We can just simply take your wellness history or as they say, 95% of the people, I just simply provide them a protocol free if they just email me, Dr. Bill Deagle, drbill, D-E-A-G-L-E, at hotmail.com, Deagle at hotmail.com, or if they buy one product, I'll even do a call back if they give a time window at 888-212-8871. Uh, today, I was going over some of the latest nutraceuticals and their updates of their information because we get new information about them all the time such as our anti-age max which actually lengthens your telomeres and improves uh, cardiovascular health and antioxidant protection against oxidized cholesterol and uh, lengthens your uh, improves the communication between your uh, dna and your membranes and of course it activates along with our other products supernox releases nitric oxide and neutrochala that grabs a uh, singlet oxygen and prevents uh, glycation of proteins with sugar um, it, the pathway is called the ampk pathways and if you activate them, you actually cause life extension. 
So we now know there's a number of life extension uh, formulas that are available right now. You don't need to wait. Uh, we are getting more and more ways of actually developing specific tests to figure out the parameters of what aging is. So you can have a chronological age and a physiological age. Um, uh, Matt, do you have any specific questions about health issues? Because I believe what we offer is superior to any other service available in radio or uh, video broadcasting or YouTube or Facebook because I provide 95% free advice as to what medical care is reasonable. And then I also provide nutraceuticals to get off drugs or reduce them dramatically. Uh, and these are medical grade nutraceuticals that have no side effects. They're very safe. There's no allergens in them. There's no toxins. There's nothing that's going to cross react and prevent. Yeah. Toxins and that's uh, nutramedical.com. And also there's a promotion here where if you put in a coupon code, it's just my first name, Matthew, M-A-T-T -T with two T's, H-E-W, then you get 5% off your order and you get free shipping if you order over $99 on Nutramedical.com. If I remember correctly, I think that code is not just a sale code. That's going to stay in continuously, isn't it? So if yes. somebody happens to listen to your show, anybody, anybody listens, Yes, anybody who listens to my show here and puts in that code, my first name, M-A-T-T-H-E-W with two T's, Matthew, at the checkout, will get 5% off on their order. And if you order $99, you get free shipping. That's pretty amazing. Um, right now, uh, if you actually look at the latest reports, and I just got one from uh, Betty Martini, the toxic effects uh, of the air, food, and water in our planet is killing more people than all the wars and pestilence and violence around the planet. And people need to be aware that if you're not detoxifying, like one of my colleagues in the Academy of Environmental Medicine, you're dying. And we're getting young people getting diseases of the elderly. We're getting new diseases that are showing up that never have occurred before. Uh, we're seeing people's immune systems weaken, so they pick up viruses, bacteria, and parasites. And most people aren't aware that uh, most people that get cancer have got deconjugating bacteria in their lower gut that re-release toxins and bioconcentrate in their tissues and they actually can have up to 20 different pathogens growing in cancer cell tissues, that a disease doesn't happen in a vacuum. It takes years before you develop blindness, kidney failure, diabetic neuropathy, or any major illness, that you, before you get symptoms, and the, the analogy I use is that uh, major symptoms will bother you, minor symptoms will kind of ruin your day and can get you into trouble, but no symptoms at all can cause a thing called face plant syndrome where basically you die and there's no coming back. Uh, one third of people, males in their 50s and 60s, their first symptom of heart disease is death and it's not recoverable. And 55% of women about five to 10 years later, their primary symptom of heart disease is death. And so the problem is that people don't, aren't aware that we can metabolically test and find these things with advanced imaging studies, blood work, genetics, for example, we now have Genova Labs uh, as one of nine or 10 labs through directlabs.com. And if they contact me, I can provide a specific test. They can purchase the test kits themselves and have them shipped. We have Meridian Valley Labs in Tutwila, Washington can measure blood viscosity and cardiac markers and food allergens. We've got labs like Dr. Shade's lab in Colorado that can measure heavy metals and radioisotopes, et cetera, and all the healthy minerals in your tissues with dual coupled nuclear magnetic spectroscopy. Uh, we've got uh, pathway genomics that has different panels of tests and these tests will tell us which gene defects are likely to cause or precipitate problems and then we can custom design a protocol and come back and retest either with quantum and or blood testing and see if it's fixed it. So if somebody gets for example uh, goes to one of our three tests, soon going to be four test centers, we have PPRDI in New York City, 
was Jim Garcia. We have uh, uh, John Mazzoni in Fayetteville, Arkansas, and he'll travel to Branson, Missouri if you want tests there. Uh, we have Dr. Jurgen Winkler in Carlsbad, and soon another facility will be opening up. He's in Northern California, and we're open to training doctors and technicians. They don't have to be medically trained to collect the data, which includes a quantitative resident magnetic analysis test that just takes a minute. The uh, Metapathy 100 test just requires you to wear hydrophones on your head. You don't have to undress or do anything. We do want you to fill in an 11-page history form and add all your medical documents. We have a HIPAA-compliant transfer of data uh, to look at your medical records, imaging studies, etc. And uh, then I put together an analysis to tell you what conventional tests we need to do for confirmation, imaging studies, blood work, and fancy test kits, which I can send directly to you from multiple labs. And then a protocol of uh, nutraceuticals and things like peptides for stem cell tissue regeneration for Dr. Kavinson at the head of the European Academy of Anti-Aging Medicine. So all of these are available and you can get, as I say, a 5% savings simply by listening to the show and using Matthew's code, Matthew, M-A-T-T-H-E-W, on the checkout when you're checking out at Nutramedical.com. And if you don't want to place the order yourself, you can call us Monday to Friday or even leave a message on the weekend. Uh, at 9 to 4 Pacific time at 888 Matt, do you have any health questions you'd like to talk about? Any issues that you see? Questions no, I don't have any particular health questions. It was nice It was nice having you on, though, to discuss the vitamins and uh, the nutraceuticals, which I think are a very important thing now because people don't get enough nutrition. People, uh, uh, nutrition is no longer sufficiently supplied by a lot of our crops because of our right. practices and we have uh, a lot of nutritional deficiencies as a result as as you discussed absolutely the, yeah. well I appreciate you having me on Matt to continue with your program as I say listen to the Nutramedical report you can go to Nutramedical.com it links over to our media site deagle-network.com and you can listen live on the uh, phone numbers as well to listen to the program which is the 605 number. In fact, see if I can pull that number up here for you. 605-562-6443, 605-562-6443. There's a continuous outline. And also, we stripped them of all the commercials, the GCN commercials. You'll see only a one-minute commercial for our products at the beginning and end of each hour, which has been pared down to 40 minutes. So it's 42 minutes um, times three, uh, Monday to Friday, and they're commercial-free. So you can listen to them. They're all free. You can also pull out a clip that you want of something for a specific subtopic uh, on any particular issue, whether it's heart failure or a particular guest, because we talk about geopolitical, spiritual, uh, <clears throat> technology issues. So thank you, Matthew, right. for the opportunity to come on your program. I appreciate nice, have, it. nice having you on. You take care, Matthew. Enjoy the rest of your program, everyone. Matthew is, I'm very proud of, is an amazing, brilliant man that'll teach you a lot of things you otherwise would never get access to. Thank you, Matthew. Thank you, Bill. All right, so <clears throat> just just discussing some of these nutraceuticals, uh, which is uh, I think I think a quite good deal. If you remember again, nutramedical.com, uh, n-u-t-r-i-m-e-d-i-c-a-l.com. There's a coupon code on there. My first name, M-A-T-T-H-E-W, with two T's, Matthew. Uh, which gives you 5% off on any products. And if you buy over $99, you get free shipping. So uh, back to what I was discussing earlier, this is a real topic of the day that the CIA 
is seems like they're in deep trouble for what they did to JFK because Donald Trump is going to release some documents here that might reveal their uh, use of the mafia to assassinate the president, which really shows you the level of corruption. If this is 100% proven, I mean, I think it already is by my judgment, but you have to look at all the evidence yourself. If this is 100% proven, I mean, if all the dots are connected and there's a smoking gun evidence, this will show just how bad the CIA is and has been in regard to collaboration with criminals, uh, which we also know is the case in Pakistan and Afghanistan. The USA's involvement in Afghanistan has, in, has uh, frequently made use of these Pashtun, they call them warlords, okay, but they're not warlords, they're drug lords. Pashtun mafiosos, in other words, uh, the same mafia culture that controls Pakistan. <clears throat> and 90%, what was it? The the opium production in the world is now 90% from Afghanistan or something like that. It's just insane. I'm not, I'm not kidding either. Hold on a second. Uh, the, what was it about the opium here? I actually compiled some of this pretty recently. Uh, coincidentally, just before Donald Trump announced this, I was uh, I was searching information about this. There's a big article on here about opium production in Afghanistan, which gives you an idea of just the level of criminality in that country. And keep in mind, Afghanistan is hardly an independent country at all. It's controlled by the neighboring Pakistani mafia. So Pakistan, whatever Afghanistan does indicates the mentality of the people in control of Pakistan. Whatever Afghanistan does indicates Pakistan's mentality. Not the Pakistani people, right? But the Pashtuns who control Pakistan. And in this case, we can look at the two different things going on in Afghanistan. There is the Taliban, which are like ISIS, the original ISIS, basically. The very first Sunni Muslim extremist organization of that sort in Afghanistan. <clears throat> and there's also tons of drugs and organized crime, which shows the mentality of the Pakistani ISI and the Pashtuns who control it. It does, in fact, say opiums, uh, the opium production in Afghanistan goes into more than 90% of heroin worldwide. So if you shoot up heroin anywhere in the world, there's a 9 in 10 chance that it's from Afghanistan. It's the world's greatest illicit opium producer, ahead of Burma, the Golden Triangle, and Latin America since 1992, excluding the year 2001. So the only year in which the opium production went down was when the Taliban took total control in 2001 before George W. Bush invaded. <laughs> it's kind of, and yeah, bin Laden was uh, associated with the Taliban, but the thing is, he hid out in the caves in Tora Bora, etc. But the thing is that, uh, I mean, the Taliban as well, supported by the ISI, both of them are created by the ISI. The, the Pakistani military supports the gangsters who grow who grow opium and the terrorists and the Taliban, presumably arms and trains not just the Taliban, but also the ISIS over in, in Iraq to some degree. I mean, it is a bizarre coincidence, isn't it, that they're the branch of the ISI, which has been implicated in terrorism, is called the ISIS wing or ISIS, ISIS. That's a weird coincidence, at least. But weird coincidence is you'll see if you listen to my show often, 
that weird coincidences are significant and show us something in the collective subconscious is going on. So when you see something like that, you might want to pay attention because it may actually have a real meaning, which is that the ISI is somehow supplying ISIS. And I think there's some evidence of that. I think some of it's being covered up, though. A lot of stuff's being covered up, like uh, the whole affair over there in Pakistan when we captured bin Laden or shot bin Laden. That was just a big charade. It was just a, just a, uh, for show. And Obama knows this. Uh, I guarantee you that he knows this was, it was all just show. We just bribed the Pakistani ISI and had them reveal his location, which they knew for like 10 years because they were the ones harboring him. And we still give him a billion dollars in 80 a year. So this, this, the reason why I'm talking about Pakistan, remember, is because Pakistan's controlled by a mafia organization, the Pashtun Mafia, wrongly called the Pakistani Mafia. It's actually the Pashtun Mafia because it's also in Afghanistan. And the U.S., this connects to the JFK assassination because the U.S., the CIA, employ the mafia to assassinate President JFK which shows that there is some collaboration between the CIA and organized criminals, big time organized criminals since the 1960s, at least in the 1960s. But come on, look at Afghanistan. This is not since the 19th. This is not in the 1960s. This is since the 1960s or before. In Afghanistan, U.S. troops co- cooperate with these pack, with these uh, Pashtun mafiosos who grow opium right now. This is what happens in Afghanistan. And you have to ask why. Who is actually behind this idea that we should not quell the production of opium? We hear some excuses like, oh, it'll harm the livelihood of the local Afghans. But they only get like 20% of the income from it anyway. The profits, only 20% actually go to the people who grow the stuff. The rest of it goes to the drug lords and to these international criminals. <clears throat> so it sure isn't making Afghans rich. They're, po- they're poor as dirt anyway. On top of that, I mean, the idea that you should maintain economic stability in a country controlled by the, the Taliban and by the mafia is crazy as well, because you want a revolution in a country like that, unless you're unless you're just uh, unscrupulous yourself. Uh, and and this, I think we can infer that. I think we can infer <clears throat> that the USA, that people in the USA, high up in the government, CIA, think tanks, are unscrupulous organized criminals. I mean, literally in the mafia or connected to the mafia of one kind or other. The Israeli mafia, Pashtun mafia, like Khalil Zahn probably is, the Italian mafia. This is something curious about the Italian mafia, like the present CIA director who was appointed by uh, Trump. I don't, this is just a little bit of a speculation here. I'm not saying that he's in the mafia, but he might be related to somebody in the mafia. Is that his surname is very uncommon in Italy, as far as I can tell. But it is a but it is a surname found in Sicily. And if you look it up, there was a young man <clears throat> named Stefano Pompeo who was shot in mafia crossfire in 1999 in Sicily. So there was a guy with the same surname as him, 12 years old, shot during a mafia uh, shootout or attack in uh, Sicily. In fact, I'll look it up right now. Stefano Pompeo. Uh, let's see. <clears throat> it says uh, in the book Mafia and Anti-Mafia, you can look this up yourself, it states that 12-year-old Stefano Pompeo was killed in an ambush 
of a mafioso at Favara, Sicily. Now, why was there a kid with the surname Pompeo, the same surname as the current CIA director, in Favara, Sicily, being shot by the mafia? Kind of makes you wonder, given the kind of stuff that this guy said. I mean, it suggests he's at least re- distantly related to the mafia, uh, but I, I, it might be a lead to something more. I recommend somebody like the FBI investigate this guy because it's, it's suggestive. He's also very pro uh, surveillance, as NSA surveillance, very anti Snowden, uh, very pro Israel. And has a lot of. Uh, he had, he has he said a lot of ridiculous things like he wants to execute Snowden. He thinks that Assange over at WikiLeaks is a terrorist. I don't know why Trump appointed him at all. Honestly, the guy's a lunatic. Probably because of the Koch brothers, because the Koch brothers like him. But uh, other than that, the guy's a freaking lunatic. Uh, <clears throat> but I recommend anybody who's at a conference with the guy, or you know, next time Mickey does a talk, just ask him, like, whatever happened to Stefano Pompeo, and see what he says. Like. He was my cousin. Why? <laughs> yeah, well, I guess why? I don't. I don't know. It's just. Uh, <clears throat> it's just. Uh, hold on a second here. Yeah, it's just the. Um, the problem with the, with this stuff is, you know, there's not just speculation. Okay, there's a lot of facts about the connections between the CIA and the mafia, and so I'm saying you should follow speculative leads like this. To try to find out what's really going on, like is Steph, is is Mike Pompeo some kind of second cousin of the mafia? That's a good question. Because look up his surname on the Italian Wikipedia. There's like two people, and one of them's him. That have that as a surname. It's a common first name, but it's not a very common surname, and it's a surname found in Sicily. <clears throat> so it could be, could be that uh, the CIA director is in the is related to the mafia. Now, if you're related to the mafia, it might be like being one of these Israeli IGs, like uh, the inspector generals of the uh, DOD and the uh, uh, Department of Justice, which are both Israelis right now. You look up the office inspector general of the Department of Defense. Current one is Glenn A. Fine, an Israeli. I don't know if he's just a naive Israeli or if he's uh, got some cousins in the Jewish mob. It's possible. Uh, you look up the Inspector General of the uh, Department of Justice. Uh, and it's the same thing. He's also an Israeli. Uh, right now, both of them are Israelis. And these guys have been, been in power for a really long time, too. Both of them have been in office in various positions as Inspector General. Right now, it's Michael Horowitz since, like, the 1990s. All right, and they're both Israelis. So that, that tells you something. This guy's held the uh, inspector general position of the DOJ since April 2012. And the reason I'm saying this, right, it's not an anti-Semitic conspiracy theory. It's a fact that there's tons of organized crime in the Israelis. It's called the Jewish mob. The FBI knows about it. It's called, it's part of the International Crime Syndicate. The National Crime Syndicate in the U.S. is part of the International Crime Syndicate. And the National Crime Syndicate includes the Jewish mob and the mafia primarily. The Jewish mob and the Italian mafia are the main people in the National Crime Syndicate. And yet, Jews are like 15 million people. So, worldwide, all right? So, this is not an anti-Semitic conspiracy theory. This is something you should be investigating, is whether or not the guy responsible for investigating the FBI is 
has a cousin in the mafia it's, it's actually possible uh just like you might be suspicious about pompeo like the guy's got a, a surname that's only found in sicily it is it's suspicious to me when he's the cia director and the cia has hired the mafia before i mean that and then the stuff he says okay the stuff he says is just disturbing about like the death penalty for snowden and how he wants to shut down wikileaks like it's some kind of foreign intelligence agency and how uh he thinks that the nsa surveillance rollbacks are bad that we should go full force with mass surveillance and yeah, presumably this means also something else which he's not talking about which is mass psychological manipulation which the nsa is also doing uh doesn't tell you that but actually they are they're psychologically manipulating the masses using twitter facebook and uh uh, using frequencies given out by your computer monitor that stimulate gamma brain waves. So I'm not, I'm not joking about that either. They're doing that. Uh, they've been manipulating the, they've been basically mind controlling the population. I mean, I wouldn't go that far, but it is manipulation, psychological manipulation to create things like protester groups and extremists uh, to stimulate people to become extremists since at least 20, 2011. All right. It's gotta be even before that. But, uh, <clears throat> that's the kind of stuff he's talking about here and he's in support of that pompeo's in support of mass surveillance people the nsa looking through your webcam at you nsa tracking you everywhere you go uh keeping metadata all metadata putting it in the utah data center watching every email and it's just insane i mean they talk about democracy and freedom this is the ultimate dictatorship yet bizarrely it's being run by organized criminals so it's like an anti-authoritarian lawless dictatorship it's the craziest is the craziest thing you could ever imagine that's pretty much what the usa is right now an anti-authoritarian lawless dictatorship uh run by the mafia and the israelis <laughs> it's just a joke but yeah Pom <clears throat> pompeo never listen to anything that guy says okay uh anybody he talks about the rule of law he talks about treason he's just full of it these guys are all traitors and non-state actors i mean he says uh, that WikiLeaks is not in the, doesn't sit at the UN. That's his words. Doesn't sit at the UN. North Korea sits at the UN. That means nothing. That means nothing about legality or international crime or anything like that. And then uh, <clears throat> he also lumps them together with Al Qaeda and ISIS. W WikiLeaks, okay, journalistic organization. Um, and on top of that, uh, I mean, come on, the, the CIA collaborates with the mafia in Afghanistan. So this is just, if that's not, if that is not an illegitimate non-state actor, I don't know what is. Uh, you got to get these people on their BS. They're totally full of it. I think if the guy has even the slightest mafia connections, he should be removed from his office as well. I think that if even if he has a mafia cousin, that's just too much of a conflict of interest. Uh, just like if the FBI director had a mafia cousin, you wouldn't want him being, you'd take him out of power. So uh, it'd be interesting to investigate. You know, if the FBI did their job, then they would investigate people like this and, and arrest them. Uh, they wouldn't be pretending to be 13-year-old girls online or whatever crap they've been doing lately. They, they wouldn't be like, uh, you know, giving a bomb, to a fake bomb to some terrorist and then making a big charade out of catching him, which they've done like three or four times now. It's just a joke. It's just as bad as the Bin Laden thing. But uh, what they'd be doing is probably trying to get rid of these organized criminals in the CIA. 
which are the biggest danger to this country by far of anything worse than terrorism. Um, so that's my recommendation. You know, if you actually want to be a maverick, that's what you should do is go after these organized criminals, investigate people like Pompeo, investigate the Israelis, especially God, the Israelis need to be investigated like crazy because they're all connected to the Jewish mob. I mean, the whole state is connected to the Jewish mob. Uh, so, <laughs> and I'm saying I'm saying that realistically, okay, because the number of people in the Jewish mob versus the number of Israelis worldwide means that there has to be it has to be like one in one hundred Israelis is in the mob, at least connected to the mob, which is insane. All right, one in one hundred uh, Israelis. They need to investigate these people. Uh, especially because they were involved in the assassination of a president and that sort of thing. Assassinating JFK. I mean, I'm not a big fan of the Irish mob either, if he had Irish mob connections. But it's, as I said, it's not a matter of people. I mean, people, they're always evoking this or that oppressed group. Like the Pakistanis are talking about how, oh, in Britain, the Pakistani mafia are being subjected to racism because the British police finally prosecuted their sex ring after like 10 years of doing nothing which is a complete joke. And then the Israelis are always invoking anti-Semitism. They're like, oh, you're an anti-Semite because you're criticizing us. No, 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 we're just against organized crime. We don't we don't hate Jews. We just think that the mafia is bad. That's all, all right, the mafia. It's just absurd. Like, are you anti-Italian? Do you hate spaghetti because you don't like the mafia? It's ridiculous. But people listen to this, though. For some reason, this Israeli propaganda has been going pretty strong for like... Uh, since 1945 or so but uh people need to stop listening to it it's just idiotic um and the pakistani propaganda is the exact same thing i mean like this is not about islam this is not about islamophobia like you aren't afraid of somebody from syria or iraq because you don't like the pashtun mafia like the average person in syria or even even the average pakistani isn't in the mafia you're just trying to shut down organized crime like the it's just absurd but uh people need to stop this pc stuff because political correctness is totally worthless it's not going to get you anywhere it just protects criminals you have to be honest about who's doing this and you have to investigate and prosecute them which means taking these israelis to jail and uh these pakistanis the the, the pashtuns shutting down all these opium fields in Afghanistan and uh, which are supplying the Russian mafia with money which then they use to run human trafficking and stuff like that I mean you got you got to stop this out of control immigration to Europe because that's one of the things that the mafia is using to smuggle drugs and to gain new drug dealers it's not just humanitarian like Merkel seems to think it is it has nothing to do with humanitarianism it's just a matter of organized crime uh, I mean, there are some real refugees, but it's like maybe 5% of the refugees, okay? Like 5% at the most. The rest of them are just people who are moving because they want to make money. Or, or even because the mafia is, is actually shipping them in to become a criminal underclass in Europe. Because Europeans are too well off now to supply henchmen for their gangs. Seriously. They want more poor people. Because there's not enough gypsies or something. There's not enough poor Germans. They want to have... Uh, these uh, immigrants come in and become a, a thug underclass that they can abuse. I mean, that's abuse of poor people right there. They're taking advantage of people who are impoverished and uneducated 
uh, just to make money. That's what the organized criminals do. They're not humanitarians, okay? The Israelis and the, the mafia are the least humane people on earth. There's nothing humane about these people. Yet for some reason, everybody's going around kissing their ass, which is not a good idea, okay? Uh, same thing with these Pakistanis. I mean, these guys are mass murderers. If they're behind all this terrorism, if they're funding the Taliban, the Taliban executes people for like anything. They, they, they amputate women's fingers just for putting on nail polish. And that is not the average Sunni Muslim, okay? But that is the Taliban and ISIS who apparently are both being supplied by the Pakistani mafia. So it's incredible, isn't it, that all this ties back to organized crime in every case. It's like the same psychotic people are behind the criminal and the extremist authoritarian for some reason at the same time. Bizarre, but true. Uh, maybe it's just genetic in part, like they go for, they go to one side or the other. I don't know. But people need to stop supporting these people, okay? No more aid to Pakistan, no more aid to Israel. It's a joke, all right? You should never have given them a single dollar. Uh, and then, I mean, what other countries are doing this? Like, you can't talk about, I guess Italy overall isn't criminal, but the mafia is out of control there. So somebody's got to do something about it. Like, there shouldn't be a borderless connection between Italy and Austria and Switzerland. That's, that's for sure. There's no border there because the Schengen area, the mafia can just go right across the border with no checks or anything. Uh, that's the European Union, right? The delusional people in the European Union. Uh, I mean, originally it wasn't a European Union deal, supposedly, but it was actually the European Union who were behind it, who later authorized it. Um, <clears throat> this migration into Europe, all these Germans cheering refugees welcome. What they're doing is they're welcoming people to, to move to Europe, become an oppressed, discriminated against class, become a bunch of unfortunate poor people under oppression or just people who are getting rich, you know, like the, like the Pakistanis in Britain. But uh, a lot of them are poor too, though. There, there's, a diff, there, there's a couple different groups involved here. There's some rich people, some economic refugees, as they're called. Uh, but a lot of them, what, what the mafia wants is to have people to be their henchmen and to do their dirty work for them. People who are so poor and so desperate that they're looking for employment in the mafia. And then these idiots are cheering, welcome refugees, come on in. And we and like we have a Willkommenskultur is what they call it, Willkommenskultur, which means you're welcome here, welcome culture. It's idiotic. Uh, there's no Willkommenskultur, there's just the mafia. And, that's, and the mafia is involved in the CIA, who, who in turn, right, CIA are in turn the ones who are manipulating Merkel. So you can think about what's going on here. You can you can contemplate just the level of corruption of the U.S. internationally, um, but uh, again, all ties back to JFK because JFK, president of the U.S. Yeah, he was involved in some stupid things like the Cuban Missile Crisis, Bay of Pigs, but that was the CIA, right? CIA, I think, in both cases, and then uh, especially Bay of Pigs, that was a CIA operation. Then CIA hires the mafia, the Italian mafia in New Orleans to have him assassinated. The Jewish mafia are involved, the Jewish mob. Uh, they kill the president and then they replace him with the vice president. I mean, that's just nuts. And on top of that, Truman, we think about ourselves as being these big heroes in World War II who saved the world from the Nazis. It's all lies, 100% lies. The Nazis weren't even half as bad 
as they claim. It's 90% of it's propaganda. And on top of that, Truman was an organized criminal. He was a mobster. The guy got to power, I think, in the Missouri Irish mob. Harry S. Truman. Uh, which is just nuts, okay? Uh, the fact that the president was uh, born in Lamar, Lamar, Missouri. Oh, he went to Kansas City eventually, joined the Democratic Party. And the political machine of Tom Pendergast, who, by the way, was a mobster. So that's how Truman came to power, the, the supposed hero of World War II, Truman, who, by the way, also dropped nuclear weapons on two civilian cities. So there's nothing good about Truman. He was just evil incarnate. We think about Hitler as being evil incarnate, but no, Hitler was not as bad as Truman. Uh, but, uh, I mean, that's just another topic altogether. I mean, you wouldn't believe how many lies and how extensive. In Germany, one reason why we have so much exaggeration of the Holocaust and so much belief in the Nazis as these evil sadists and racists is because the Thule Society, which was in the highest positions in Nazi Germany and ran the Holocaust, like uh, Himmler, Heinrich Himmler, for example, Reinhard Heydrich, uh, and Adolf Eichmann, these guys uh, all were connected to the Israelis through their occult organization, the Thule Society, which is pretty bizarre, but it's true. The guys in charge of the Holocaust uh, were, by, were connected to the Israelis. And, uh, and I think they intentionally created the illusion that something worse was going on there than actually was. It was still terrible, but that was them doing it, right? It was them doing it, the Thule Society. It wasn't uh, the overall Nazi party. It wasn't Hitler. Uh, he just authorized it under their pressure. It was the Thule Society, who in turn were an occult organization with not just with connections to Israelis, okay, but with Israeli members like Jan van Hanussen, Hermann Steinschneider. And you wonder, like, how could people be this, free, this, this evil? It's just that they're unscrupulous. They're organized criminals. That's why mafia it's the same thing with, that they're doing in like afghanistan they or iraq that's how organized criminals think there's more to it than that though which i can get into some other time why it was so astonishingly organized at one time uh is that there was something much more uh, much more sinister going on behind the scenes manipulating these these thugs and criminals at this point it's just chaos though as far as i can tell but these organized criminals uh, in the Thule Society in Nazi Germany and in the uh, Israeli state and in the U.S. government of Truman, all of them were manipulated by the same group in Egypt, which was, well, that's that's pretty much what was actually in control here. Uh, the uh, uh, kind of high tech conspiracy, you might say. But uh, it's very, very important to realize the U.S. has been controlled by organized criminals for de for decades now, for maybe centuries, maybe even since the beginning, to some degree, like slavers and so forth. And a lot of our history since 1945 is just plain lies, a lot of it, uh, because organized criminals have taken over through the U.S. and through this, uh, maybe secondarily through the Soviet Union. But honestly, I think the U.S. is a lot worse than the USSR ever was. Uh, in terms of organized crime, like USSR totalitarian, the US, however, mafia, the mafia has been in control here, or at least had a lot of power since 1945 and before. 
Like Truman used to, the president of the U.S. during World War II, Truman, formerly vice president, became president when the president died, used to have poker games with the mafia at the White House. <laughs> I'm not joking. Used to have poker games with the Irish mob and the mafia at the White House. Uh, you could just look it up yourself. Guy went to power because of Tom Pendergast, all right? That, that was his initial political connection. He was a political boss who controlled Kansas City, Missouri, and Jackson County, though only briefly holding election elected office as an alderman himself. T.J. Pendergast, in his capacity as chairman of the Jackson County Democratic Party, was able to use his large network of family and friends to help elect politicians through voter fraud in some cases and hand out government contracts and, and patronage jobs. So, Pendergast, that's who put Truman in power originally. That's how he got his connections. Truman came from the mafia. He was not some farmer from Missouri, like people are saying. It's just ridiculous. Truman was an what was in the Irish mob, and associated with other mafias as well, like the Italian and Jewish mob. Truman, once he got in power, did what the mafia wanted, which, as a rule, all right, is what the Israelis wanted, because the Israelis are the mafia. They're part of the mafia syndicate you see that's why truman helped to found the state of israel that's why truman sabotaged north korea for example he did that he removed douglas MacArthur from power when he was going to eliminate the possibility of there being a north korea why did he do that it doesn't make any sense because he was a mobster working with the israelis same thing with uh his dropping of nuclear weapons on civilians. He did that because a different group of Israelis, the mad scientists in the Manhattan Project, wanted to see what would happen as a scientific experiment when they dropped nukes on civilians. I'm not joking. They wanted to see what would happen. That's why they sent in uh, doctors and nurses almost immediately to supposedly to help people. It was actually just to see what would happen and to make measurements and see the effects of nuclear radiation. So... That was the Israelis as well. That was like like Edward Teller. <laughs> I mean, the problem here is that people don't understand that when you are an organized criminal and a total psychopath, like these a lot of these Israelis are, then you just don't care about things like that. That's the way they think. They're just mentally ill people with no conscience. That's why they were capable of lying as much as they did since since World War II. That's why they were capable of uh, sabotaging North Korea, sabotaging the Korean War, sabotaging Iraq and Afghanistan, because they just have no conscience and they just want to make money. That's the way they are. Uh, and we let them in power by being too friendly to them as an organization, too friendly to the Jewish mob in particular, uh, just like with the Italian mob. I mean, every mob somehow has had a free reign in the U.S. CIA protects them all. CIA collaborates with them all. And, and even once the even the FBI has used some of them as informants and collaborated with them, eventually they get arrested. But this is just a joke, okay, because there was a mobster, for example, what was his name again? Uh, let's see here. One of these Pashtun mobsters is an example. Uh, <clears throat> Haji Ayub Afridi, Pakistani drug lord turned politician. He is called the founder of the Afghan heroin trade. 
And after the September 11th attacks, he was seen as an ally to the U.S. attacks against the Taliban. He's also been approached by the U.S. as part of their efforts to exert control over Afghanistan. Um, so there you go right there. And you know what happened to him is eventually he got arrested, but he only served like three weeks of his sentence and was released. <laughs> I mean, what, what is that? Uh, he's, he's dead now, though, supposedly, in the 70s. Died in 2009 in the 70s. But uh, he was an ethnic Pashtun, of course. Pashtun, Habiru, as I was discussing earlier. Same people as the Israelis and the Sicilian Mafia and the North African pirates. It's all the same people from 3,000 years ago, 3,500 years ago, the late Bronze Age collapse. Just look it up. H-A-B-I-R-U, Habiru, and late Bronze Age collapse. Um, this guy was a key player in the Soviet war in Afghanistan. He was used to smuggle weapons supplied by the CIA to the Mujahideen rebels, i.e. the pre-Taliban uh, eventually he was uh, oh yeah he was arrested and he served a, three years of his sentence in the US before being shipped back to Pakistan at which point uh, he was given a seven year sentence but only served like three weeks of it uh, which is there's no explanation given it says he had been fined five million rupees he had 6.5 tons of hashish seized and he only served like a few weeks of his seven year sentence before he was released all right, in Pakistan. So that shows you what kind of country Pakistan is. Just like bin Laden being there. It's not It's not about Muslims, okay? It's not about Islam. It's not about Sunnism or Sharia. It's because they're the mafia. All right, same thing with the Israelis. It's not a matter uh, so much of Judaism or Hanukkah or something like that, or pogroms, okay? It's because the Jewish mob controls Israel. It's the same thing with Pakistan. The Pashtun mob controls Pakistan and Afghanistan. And I say controls because they're both military states where a cryptocracy controls everything and the official government has no real power. And in fact, it's the same thing in the U.S. pretty much. And I say no real power because, yeah, they have power, but in comparison to this international crime network, they have no say over it at all. No say. And it just does whatever it wants. Uh, like proven by what the CIA was doing in Crimea. CIA, FBI, and Constellus go into Crimea with apparently no oversight from Congress, with no direct order from the president either. They just did it themselves, which is pretty suspicious to me. Uh, how about the fact that every time that one of these wars happens, before the war starts, the CIA Special Operations Group is in there doing stuff before we even send troops, before we even declare war sometimes, like in, in Iraq. Before we even declared war, the Special Operations were already there. Which, it just indicates what's going on here, okay? In Afghanistan in particular. That was the case in Afghanistan. And Afghanistan is uh, the world's number one supplier of opium. Just think about it, okay? The world's... I'm not saying that the Taliban didn't have to be gotten rid of, but the way they did it, all right? The way they did it was not effective, first of all. And the only, really, the only thing they actually accomplished in the long run is not getting rid of the Taliban. The Taliban are back because they never got rid of the ISI who supply and train the Taliban, right? What they accomplished is making God knows how many billions of dollars in profit on opium. And that's it. It's the same thing with the other stuff these guys do. So it's just organized crime. You can forget about the terms 
Islamophobic or anti-Semitic. It's nonsense. Pakistani Pashtun mafia are not the average Muslim. So if you go after the Pashtun mafia, you're going after the mafia criminals who break people's knees and steal things. You know what I'm talking about here? The mafia. Same thing with the Israelis. It's the mafia. It's not Jews, okay? I mean, there are Jew. Obviously, there's a lot of Jews are in the mafia disproportionately. Jewish culture is full of this stuff. But it's just absurd that people will say that criticizing Israel's policies is criticizing Jews and not the mafia, which is actually in control there. Uh, but that's just one of their tactics. I mean, it's been one of their tactics for a long time now to, to focus on emotional BS and on fake labels and not on actual facts, which is what they're doing in Europe as well. Like, people are in Germany, right? They're Ausländerfeindlich, which means uh, enemies of foreigners, basically, or hostile to foreigners. Uh, you know, they're, uh, which is nonsense. They're not hostile to foreigners. They just don't want the mafia with their brigades of rapists and drug dealers in their country. It's as simple as that. And these people are being exploited themselves. It's not a matter of their rights or their welfare because these refugees, just like poor blacks, are being exploited by the mafia. Same thing. They're exploiting these poor refugees, taking advantage of their poverty to make them into uh, expendables for their evil army of criminals, which is despicable. And for some reason, people are too naive to see what's actually going on and just making it all a matter of racism or fear of Islam, which is complete nonsense. Because I'm telling you, in, Afga- in Iraq, for example, like you go to southern Iraq, you think the average Muslim in southern Iraq is in the mafia? Obviously not. But the average Pashtun in Pakistan actually is. <laughs> right? It's actually connected to the mafia. In Afghanistan, the entire country works for the mafia. So this is this is why people have to start thinking with their heads and not with all this emotional crap about racism and multiculturalism and anti-Semitism and Islamophobia. They need to think about what these things really are, which is the uh, international organized crime syndicate, and in fact has an intimate connection, in particular, with the international activities of our CIA. The U.S. That's why it seems like it's mission failure all over the planet, but it's actually not mission failure. It is mission failure technically, but the thing that they wanted to accomplish happened, which is make money on drugs and create terrorists. And I'm saying create terrorists. Why? All right, because the Pakistani mafia and the Israeli mafia both hate Persia, the Iranians. They hate Syria and they hate Persia, so they are both the Israelis and the Pakistanis supplying ISIS with weapons. ISIS is getting its money from drugs, which are being supplied by Pakistan and Afghanistan. ISIS is getting weapons from both Pakistan and the Israelis. Why? So that they will kill Shiites because they don't like the Shiites. Because the Shiites are like Puritans and I guess don't like organized crime or something. I mean, that's honestly probably it. It's probably the only reason why Iran is so high on our list of terrorists, even though they aren't even really. Like, Iran supplies one terrorist organization, Hezbollah. That's it. And they only operate in Palestine and Lebanon. But then these uh, Pakis, the Pakistanis, the Pashtuns, 
supply terrorists all over the world and all over the Middle East, and the Israelis do as well. The Saudis are our best friends, and they, the Saudis and the Qataris are the main financial supporters of ISIS besides the Pakistanis and the Israelis. So, no, it's just crap. Okay, it's, it's just a bunch of lies when they talk about the uh, these... Uh, um, when, when they talk about us having to fight against Iran and Syria and how Assad and Iran are a big threat, like, they... Uh, they are crazy like the shiite regime in iran is crazy but that's just religious craziness right that's fanaticism and puritanism whereas isis is not normal or natural fanaticism or puritanism it's being funded by the pakistanis and the israelis and by the, and by qatar and even by some saudis uh just like al-qaeda is funded by saudis the reason why is because they're all organized criminals they don't want law and order i'm telling you that's what it is they don't want law and order to come in and take out their gangs. That's why they always propagandize to us about authoritarianism and Hitler and so forth, because they want us to think that our big enemy and the greatest evil is to crack down on organized crime because they're organized crime. People need to start uh, seeing all this as it is. Because it is not a matter of like you're fighting for your rights against an authoritarian regime or something like that. No, this is your fighting for your rights and survival against gangsters and their enforcers. It's not lawful. It's not like a police state, right? People talk about a police state. This is not a police state. This is a mafia state. If it were a police state, then they'd follow the law. But they don't. They commit crimes. That's what we call organized crime. Uh, so what's, what's going on in Europe right now? Europe is being infiltrated by uh, the mafia in order to, they're taking advantage of the European Union. They're infiltrating uh, countries like Germany with so-called refugees to use them as impoverished uh, expendables for their criminal organizations. They are, uh, you can look it up literally Mafia runs refugee camps in Italy. Mafia. Same thing with the Israeli involvement in the CIA here with Merkel. Uh, and the Pakistanis, of course, benefit from the Pakistani immigration because some of them are Pashtuns, right? Most of them are probably Punjabis, but some of them are Pashtuns, and among the Pashtuns are the Pashtun Mafia. So this is not, I'll repeat again, this is not Christianity versus Islam or the West versus the East. This is just us failing to get rid of organized crime. That's what it all is. The terrorism, the drugs, the unnecessary wars is 100% organized crime. And that's it. Um, so I'll probably get back to this same topic uh, next program. Next week I'll be on at 2 p.m. specific time to discuss world history and current events. This is The True World with Matthew Deagle, signing off.